Welcome to Dr. Cheryl's Pod Couch, where we talk about all things mental health and parenting. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Reviews are everything. Today, I am very excited to have on Carrie Dorr, who is a successful entrepreneur, the former founder and CEO of Pure Bar, a health and wellness expert, a seasoned franchisor, an authentic and engaging speaker, a wife, a mom of three, and a philanthropist. Her background started as a professional dancer, choreographer, and law school graduate. In 2001, she started Pure Bar, I believe out of the basement of her home and eventually mine. (laughs) So we'll have to talk about that. And then she went on to become, um, which, you know, obviously went on to become a highly successful franchise. Um, And now she has created, which I'm excited to hear about, the two workout methods, the 44 method and 44 bar. Am I saying that right? Yeah, well, it's called O44 method and O44 bar, but I'm happy to tell you why the O is there later. I do want to know why the O is there later. Um, So that's an at-home kind of workout fitness program, and it's great. It's like $39 a month for eight new workouts. So we have so much to talk about, and we are definitely going to get to O44, and I do want to know about the O. But first, I just want to say welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Thanks for being on. I, um, I'm sure people are like, what are you talking about your basement and in my basement? But your professional journey started almost 20 years ago where you have this background in dancing. I didn't even realize a professional choreographer and creating a new style of working out. Can you take us back there? Can you start on your whole journey into fitness and wellness? Yeah, it really was. It'll be 20 years ago in 2021. And um, I'm from Michigan. So I, I, my first studio was outside of Detroit in a small town called Birmingham, Michigan. But to go back even further, you know, I had grown up dancing and teaching and, and really my sweet spot was choreography. And when I was 18, I started teaching group fitness. So taught through college and law school and danced professionally with a company that did big, large events, you know, like bull games and parades and sea worlds and Disney and just really fun, fun stuff. But the problem was when I got out of law school, those gigs were not paying back my loans. And so I went, I, I practiced law for a couple of years, paid off my loans and was still teaching group fitness. And back 20 years ago, there was no boutique fitness like we know it today. So there wasn't Soul Cycle, there wasn't Core Power, there was clearly not Pure Bar. Um, and everyone was in the big boxes and um, big gyms, big clubs. And that's where I taught IMs and clubs and gyms. And I, I love the energy of group fitness. But I also noticed that women were showing up every day and not really getting results. And all the disciplines that I was being trained in by Reebok and Nike and, you know, what all, all the things that would come in and train us at the clubs, they weren't really teaching us how to teach and they weren't giving programming. So it was kind of like, you know, you do a four hour cert program on the spin bike and now you're teaching spinning and, and that's it. And so there was like this big gap and I just thought, oh, you know, these, I, I, it was so disheartening to see women come in every day because getting there is half the battle, right? Um, and then not having the most effective programming or the best teaching that they could. And that's, that's really where, when I opened my first studio. Amazing. And so I know that I probably have the timing off on this a little bit, but from my recollection, you came to Denver from LA 
and you were looking for a place to rent and just checking the city out and you happened to rent our place. <laughs> and I was having, I think, a second baby. And so we were getting out of a loft and into a home and it all worked out. So you did literally do some of your choreography, I think, right, in our basement. Yeah, we shot, I shot a video series there, Lowry Loft. <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> we shot it in your place. And then I had a puppy and um, he ate through your sprinkler line. So your husband, Steve, like charged me extra. Like, <laughs> he should have. He should have. Anyways, I had to pay a premium for the black lab. <gasps> oh my gosh. That is so funny. That's amazing. So you opened up a studio in Michigan, but how'd you go from Michigan to LA and then to Denver? Yeah, that was a long journey because that was 2001 and I, I didn't get to Denver till 2009, end of 2009. But um, I had no intention of franchising. Really, I was just so in love with creating the method and, you know, serving women and teaching teachers how to teach it and growing the brand. Um, but people started coming and saying, you know, how do I get this in Lexington, Kentucky? How do I get this in Birmingham, Alabama? And I mentioned those cities because those were some of our first uh, licenses, well, eventually franchises. And, um, and so started to create that licensing program only because there were women that crossed my path that I thought, wow, they would just do an awesome job with this. And so many more women would benefit in Lexington, Kentucky from these methods, from these workouts. So that's how. So I started selling licenses and then I moved. I sold my studio in Michigan. I moved to the West Coast, built out a studio there, built it, sold it, moved to L.A. So that was my um, that's how I, that was my growth strategy. Clearly not sustainable, a whole lot of fun, especially when, you know, you're young and don't, you know, I had a car and a dog and, and that was it. Um, <laughs> I lived out of Craigslist and, uh, rentals and it was awesome, but yeah, definitely not sustainable. And certainly couldn't do it again with my life now this way. Yeah. So you never set out because it, well, you also somewhere in there, you got a law degree. Did yes. you think you were going to be a lawyer or you just wanted to have that background? Before I opened my first studio. So I went right from college at Michigan State to uh, with a business undergrad to law school. And, you know, I'm a seeker and I am a I am a quest for knowledge and just the evolution. And so law school is a great fit for me. I loved law school, did not love practicing, but being around it's the same energy as group fitness where people all people are like together. They're trying to improve themselves and it creates a certain energy, whether it's in law school and you're growing your brain uh, and your analytical skills, or it's in group fitness and you're trying to improve your health. Like there's an energy created by that group mentality working in the same direction, which I just love. Gotcha. So at some point in your life, you thought, oh, I'll always be into like fitness and self-care, but maybe I'll be a lawyer too. And, <laughs> and realized, no. I think um, I did plan on being a lawyer and just teaching fitness on the side. Yeah. But what happened was that you know, I didn't love practicing law. And then I, you know, I teach the 5 a.m. group fitness class. I would teach the admin staff at lunch in my in my office at my law firm. And I would teach on the evenings and the weekends. And it got it really became clear very quickly, like after two years, that I had more joy in my life for those few hours that I was with women, you know, teaching fitness than practicing law. And so I made the jump. People thought I was nuts. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. That reminds me of like um, Robin Arzon and Peloton. She's kind of got a similar story and I really love her. Um, so, okay. 
you you keep alluding to women. Do you feel like you are kind of specific to women's health and fitness? Well, I believe in health and fitness for everybody. And, you know, I, my husband's a man and I have a son. So I, I it's not that I don't think that everyone should have access to it. Uh, people have asked why I don't necessarily create programming for men. And certainly anything I create, I welcome men to do. But my response is usually I've never had a man's body. And how I create programming is by creating it for myself. And so therefore, I feel like the stuff I create is most effective for women because I have a woman's body. And let's face it, we have different bodies and different issues, right? Different. Yeah, that's a great answer. It's like people um, sometimes ask me, you know, why didn't you write daddy burnout? Why do you focus so much on moms? And I'm like, well, part of it's my experience. Part of it is what is coming to me. I don't want to try to do something that I wholeheartedly can't embrace. So Yeah. yeah, similar. Okay. So eventually you sold Pure Bar. Was that your plan? Did you, or did you, when it started going, did you think this is, this is my life? This is what I'm going to do. Yeah, no, I had no intention of selling it. But what happened was I had a hundred, and this is when I came to Denver, I had a hundred franchises and it was just myself and two employees. Wow. Yes. And I fell in love and got married and, and decided, well, I'd have a family. These were all surprises to me and they, but they happened. And I started to have this fear, the size, like the size of the company, you know, I was young and I hadn't had that type of experience running and growing a company of that size. And I, for the first time, wanted other things in my life. Most of my life had been really just dedicated and focused and fulfilled by school, by business, by building the business. And it was the first time that I realized I wanted more. Uh, And I also at a hundred franchises wasn't doing much of what I loved anymore in the business because you're running a system and it, it actually is using my law degree way more than I had ever hoped, but just understanding franchising law and putting it into action every day. Right. And so at that time I decided to sell a majority interest into private equity. I wanted to resign as CEO and move over to chief of innovation. And that's what I did. So no, I had no intention of leaving the company, but really just putting myself back in a position of being able to innovate and empower and touch people's lives. But the, it didn't go as planned post-transaction and I ended up leaving. But that, you know, that, that first transaction was eight years ago. It's been through a few transactions since. Yeah. I'm really like taken aback by just hearing that word, a hundred franchises and you're like, oh, I didn't even intend this, right? I think we think so much like you have to vision what you want and you, you know, make, put it out there to universe. And in some ways, of course you did the purity of it, but that, but you scaled fast. It happened fast. You didn't even really plan for this. It's a, it's an interesting, um, I think experience. So what, what did you take from that? Do you still feel like you need to cultivate everything through like a vision or do sometimes things just happen like that? Because your heart was in it. I definitely believe in vision, but I don't necessarily believe in long-term business plans or not in the traditional sense of the words. I do a good amount of speaking at universities and especially for MBA programs. And it's amazing to me every single time they all want to know about the business plan. And I don't really have one. I mean, I had, you know, a, a vision that was flexible and moves with the company and with the growth, which is since I've had success that way, that's how I, I see it working. Right. But no, I never set out and said, I want to turn into a franchise system and I want to have X amount of franchises someday. 
but I, the organic growth, I mean, back then we didn't have social media. It was hundred percent word of mouth, but I think the passion was there that, you know, it was so authentic. The purpose was there with the brand that that's what attracted people. And that's why it grew. I don't know if you remember this, but I think the first day I ever met you, you said something like, oh yeah, one day, like I'm going to be on Oprah and I'm going to be like on the Today Show and um, yeah, this is going to be big. And I just thought like at the time, like, wow, I can't imagine just saying something so big like that. But you did have this comfortable confidence, matter of fact way about you. You know, I have such belief in here by the, the workout as, as, as the same belief I have in 044 now. Uh, and that's where the confidence comes from. Because I'm, I'm not a person who would ever try to sell something that I didn't absolutely believe in. And so with anything I've ever put out there, I just had such confidence that they really, really work, right? Because there's like no smoke and mirrors. And I know the industry so well. And I know what goes into making effective methods that that that's part of that confidence is that I can I can evaluate the space and go, hmm, yeah, that's that's a lot of marketing. That's a lot of smoke and mirrors. You know, and yeah, we've always had the real deal. We've always had the real stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. So do you still actually teach? And now you can tell us about 044. And I want to know, like, are you teaching it yourself? Are you choreographing it yourself? And and I also want to know, like, what do women in 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 their 40s and beyond need to be doing differently? And is that kind of addressed through the 044 method? So that's why I created 044 was because I created Pure Bar in my early 20s. And, you know, I love that method and certainly will never have anything to bad, bad to say about it. And I think it, it serves a lot of women and, and hopefully will continue to do so. But I found for myself, you know, after having three kids and turning 40, that my body was not responding the same to it. And nor was my mind. I couldn't stay in it, whereas I've ne- never had that issue. But mentally, I couldn't stay in the game. And I just wasn't feeling like I knew that I could be. And so that's when I started playing around with it, with 044 and creating different, a different program. But yes, I think that, and you know, every body is different. Every woman is different, but a lot of things happen when you're approaching 40 and, and, and beyond, right. You know, you, you decrease your bone density goes down at a rapid rate. And this is certainly not to be like, you know, Debbie Downer, but there is true, right. Mm-hmm. That like, there are a lot of good, great things about aging as well. Right. But physically, you have to start to handle things and address things differently. You need more strength training. You need cardio. I think we, you know, we saw such a long phase of Pilates and bar, which is great, but it, it, it doesn't address heart health, right? So you got to take care of your heart, which means you got to get your heart rate up. You have to wear sneakers. And I found myself wanting large range of motion, heavier resistance, Um, I wanted that cardio piece back. I loved step aerobics, which is how I started my career. Um, I knew there was a smarter way to do that. And spinning's great, but it's not for everybody. Running's great. It's not for everybody. And a lot of people, especially out of the bar space, enjoy that pattern and pattern on the 044 box, which, you know, it's, it's a little taller than a step and longer than a reformer box. Um, but you know, you're doing cardio before you know it. And so, I, I, I'm not sure I answered all of your question, but to that to the piece of like, what, what do we need to be doing differently physically? It's that. And I also built in um, breath work and meditation into every single session, because I think that having to have a time to work out plus a time to do, to meditate, which I 
some sort of breath work meditation space, I believe is necessary every day. I don't know if you get two spots for that in your day, right? And so to be able, if you're already present, why not just add it on to the 42 minutes and add the last few five, right? Like whatever to you're right there and you're present and do it. And then if you get a bonus 10 minutes to do breath work or meditation later in your day, great, but at least, you know, you've got it done. And so that was built in. And I just, not that I don't think it's important when you're under 40, but me personally, I found it increasingly just necessary for my mental health. So I'm going to play a little game with myself right now is the O for like, Ohm. That would be awesome. That's a great idea. Oh, I was just taking, trying to take a guess. No, it stands for Oprah and Obama. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, well, there's kind of a funny story, but not. After selling the company, I selling Pure Bar, I ended up going back as chief of innovation. And this was when we had um, an all-male C-suite and board. And when I came back in, they said, we're going to pay an influencer to say she does pure bar, which is the way of the world, right? That's how people market. But it was so off brand DNA. I mean, as you heard, the company started in the Midwest and we had never had celebrity endorsement. We weren't like an LA, New York company first. And, and I said, no, no, we can't, we can't do that because that's like, that's off brand. And they said, oh, we're, well, we're doing it. We've already, you know, we're, we've already committed. And I thought, all right, well, I got to get on board with this. And I said, okay, well, let's, you know, even though my, my gut was, I, if you're going to pay someone, like pay the franchisees or the teachers or the mom who's been up all night long with her kid who came in at 8.30 anyway, just so she could have some sanity. Like those are your celebrities. But anyways, we're paying someone else. And I said, if we're going to pay a celebrity, why don't we, why don't we pay like Michelle Obama? And they're like, no, 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 we already chose. And they chose someone who was just completely opposite of Michelle Obama. And then later, fast forward, like this past year or two, when I was thinking about what's to name this company, Oprah was interviewing Michelle Obama on her podcast. And towards the end, Oprah says to Michelle Obama, you, you know, you really fit. What do you do? Yada, yada. And she says, you know, I, I, work, I work at it. She's in her 50s. And she said, I challenge the industry because everything out there is targeted at my daughter's. And there's nothing, nothing really created for women my age. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know I have it. Like I, so, so that's where the O comes from. But when I think of O44, I think of just strength and grace and intellect, you know, intelligence. And, and so those, both those women embody that. So that's what the O is. Oh, I love that. So it's like your, your inspiration and sort of the ideal of the stage of life where women may be their forties, fifties that this is really created for them, for us. Well, it truly is. I mean, the workout works in your, for your twenties and thirties as well. So I'm not saying if you're 20 and 30, you shouldn't do the workout, but you know, different things. If it, does it, does a woman working out in her bikini on the beach appeal to a 47 year old? Not Maybe not all of us. Right. But more so to the woman in the tw- in her twenties and thirties. And, you know, it's certainly not a knock. It's just different, different phases of life and different things are inspirational. Right. Absolutely. And 44, is that for how many minutes it takes from start to finish? That's also a great idea. And it does, <laughs> it does take about... It's not? That's not what 44 stands for? No, no. 44 in numerology is, uh, is a well-being number. It's a healing number. It's a shaman number. And so that's what the 44 is. Oh, so how long are the workouts then? They're about that. They're about 45 minutes. I think that's all you need daily. And I think that especially when you're doing it at home, that's, you know, you can commit to that. 
versus an hour and 15 plus, you know, with the, with the box and the heavier resistance, you don't, you can get it all done in 45 minutes. That's awesome. So how do you find that it's going? This is new, right? And maybe great timing that, um, this is an at home program. Is it something that like, you know, are there live classes? Is it all pre-recorded classes? Like how does it actually work? Yeah, it's just launching. And I, for me, what's truly fulfilling for me is not only creating programming for women that work, but empowering fitness teachers and teaching them and giving them the tools so then they can take it to their community. So that's how this brand is going to grow. I do teach some pre-recorded stuff online, uh, but there's a teacher training program and the teachers are going through training and then they'll have their own websites where they teach 044. And when the world is different, uh, we'll, we'll teach it in person, you know, whether that looks like brick and mortars or at affiliate studios is still TBD. But, um, right now the safest way in my opinion to be doing fitness is at home. So yeah, I still, I have, you can, you can sign up online and you can sign up with other teachers online and it's all virtual. That's awesome. So you can end and available anytime. Available anytime. Oh yeah. The pre-recorded. So I think some of the teachers will stream and then record it and you can watch it anytime. It, my client base has always been choosing based on convenience rather than connection. I think there's a very big difference. You know, there's the teacher who gets, gets home at 342 who wants to take class workout right then and doesn't want to wait to take it at 530 just so she can take it with some of her friends. And that's more my client base. Right. And so all my stuff is pre-recorded. Gotcha. So it's pre-recorded. This is a big teacher training program. And you're saying that what we're going to see into the future, probably in 2021 and beyond is that it's, it's, this is truly a method. And so somebody will say, yes, I'm a fitness instructor and I teach the O44 method. Correct. Yes. And so the O44 method is the original version, right? It's the one that has a cardio built into it. And then I created O44 bar which pulls out the cardio and is, is a bar program, but I'd say is an innovative bar bar program because it it's not, it's not traditional in the sense that it uses a larger range of motion and heavier resistance as well. Um, but, a, a, but a, a lot of it is rooted in, in classical bar fitness. So there's two programs and yeah, it's eight workouts a month. You get four method and four bar. Is that enough? That's a question I have for myself all the time. Like how often should middle-aged women, moms be working out? Well, I personally think you should do it every day. I think it's like brushing your teeth. So for me, 45 minutes every single day. I I know that's not doable for everybody, just time-wise, right? And um, a lot of people don't love working out. And so that's harder to be motivated. But that's why I like this programming and the ability to do it at home is because it's accessible, it's easy, and consistency is key, right? If you could at least do three to four days a week, right? Something's better than nothing. But I do it seven days a week. I just do. And um, I, I think that if you can find the time to at least do it three, four, you're, you're in a good trajectory. But even seven days a week, do you lift weights? Yeah. Well, there's weights in both the program. I just do the method and, and bar. So I'm 044 method and 044 bar. So that's what I do. And walk the dog. <laughs> so you alternate like method, bar, method, bar, like that? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yes, you're right. I mean, I feel it's, it's a, this is a whole nother discussion, which we should have one day about sort of the mental health attachment to working out 
And one thing that still baffles like me personally, and I'm sure other people feel this way is I, I think more than half the battles getting there and, and honestly, even showing up on, you know, a video or going to your basement, it still to me feels like 90% of the battle um, or 80 and then eating nutrition. That's a whole nother discussion. But what I don't understand is that I feel so great after I work out amazing, like physically, mentally, energetically, but still it's like Groundhog's Day, still the next day or the day after, it's still hard. It feels like such a luxury right now. Like, oh, how could I possibly carve out 45 minutes when I have 50 things on my to-do list? And I don't think I'm alone in that feeling. Do you have any parting words of wisdom around that? I mean, I make it non-negotiable. It's not something I have to think about, like, should I do it today or not? It's so ingrained in my daily operations that I... I move everything else around it. Um, it's it's a pillar. It's something that I, like I said, I, I won't negotiate on it because it's not just the physical benefits, it's the mental for me. I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife. I'm a better friend. I'm a better entrepreneur. I, I, I'm better at all of those things with just those 45 minutes. And so I think that if you can get into that mentality, that's helpful. It's like, Maybe something at work would have taken you an hour and because you've worked out, it only takes you 20 minutes. Truly, like that might be an exaggeration, right? But it does so much for your, for not just your body, but your brain. Absolutely. I know we could, we could devote more time to that and we don't have that today, but I would love to talk to you again about that because that is what I, I think is so interesting and working with, we both, you know, work with women on themselves and maybe you more on their physicality and me on their mind, but there's, there's this element of guilt. I think that women feel every day, like they're not doing enough for themselves or they're carrying too much weight around, or, you know, they can't control their eating. It, it's all just very interconnected. I think it's really fascinating. And I love what you've done for the industry of just really making it fun. And anytime I've done any kind of bar class, I feel so, cause I'm not a dancer by training. It feels very like elegant to me and just fun and just something that I, my body wouldn't even be doing had, had you not really created this as something that is mainstream. I mean, it's mainstream now, like you've made something that was probably just for dancers, something that's like accessible anywhere almost any, any time. So I really thank you for that. Thank you for, for that. I, I appreciate that. That's a big deal because accessibility is huge to me. And I, even with 044 and, and growing it this way, I'd like to make it even more accessible for people. Clearly the cost is going to be a lot more accessible, you know, than, than studio fitness was, uh, the overheads lower. So that's doable. It can reach more people virtually, which is great. But I do think exercise should be fun. And I know that sounds cliche, but I, I think about all the other things in life that most of us probably don't like to do, but we have to do, you know, like even I have a friend, a dear friend who's a dentist, but going to the dentist, like no one really loves to do that, right? Or dealing with your taxes. Those are things we have to do. And so I I do view exercise as fun. That's awesome. And I and when you're exercising in the style that you're doing, it literally is fun. So I think we just all need, you know, like you said, access to that. Where can people find O44? What, where's the, what's the website? Yeah, thank you. It's O44method.com. Yeah. O44method.com. Well, Carrie, Dor, it's really a pleasure to talk to you. And we will have to do this again because I think there's even more to talk about. But 
truly thank you for the contributions you've made to women's wellness and fitness that will go on, you know, for decades. Well, awesome. Thank you, Cheryl. You're welcome. So thanks for being on. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this episode. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Dr. Cheryl's Podcouch.